0: live it's the wrap up it is the start of a week which is the end of another week which is utterly confusing me because i've had to change our little uh, intro but to be sure you are here with johnny and glenn uh the wrap up from team super dad roll theme
1: welcome to team super dad real dads creating their best lives ever more time more money more fun you are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.
0: Hello, Glenn.
1: Oi, oi. How the devil are you?
0: I'm very well. I'm very well. Uh, here on a Monday night, still confusing me. I haven't quite worked out how I introduced the pod uh, now because we're talking about the end of the week. We're wrapping up the week, but it's actually the start of the week. So, it's, but, it, but it is a reflection on the last week and the fun that we've just had over the weekend. So uh, I'm going to move you across because that's confusing me.
1: <laughs> or it's this like ant and dick you can only work mentally if one of us is on the right side
0: oh yeah but it's where my camera is and then i've got the light here and it's <laughs> there it's sort of you know yes yeah, a bit like it's a bit like what pocket you put your wallet in or you or you or when you go out the front door yeah, do you, that's
1: uh, true you have it has to go in the same pocket it, it, it doesn't mentally work any other way shape or form you have to have to for me it's wallet and keys and that's it it's that, if if my if they go in the wrong way round, or phone no phone and wallet that's what it's Ph- phones in my right pocket
0: and do you have a tapping routine as you go out the house? Yeah. Normally, if, I'm, if I've got my coat on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mean like a Gazza, a Gaza tapping routine. <laughs> Apparently, it used to be a nightmare. Paul Gascoigne, footballer, one of the legends of British or English football, world football even. Uh, yeah, Nightmare. used to dip in 10 times on the doors, you know, 50, light on, light off, light on, light off. All, yeah,
1: all. no, I, I, I still haven't got a fishing rod and I'm not going to be going anywhere with some fried chicken in a bucket.
0: <laughs> uh, if you want to know what that reference was you'll have to send Clare in a stamps dress envelope <laughs> <laughs> what did they call that was, was it, would you send in a stamps stress envelope so you can get something sent back to you what, what was that flipping Old yeah, I
1: don't, I, I don't know if it had a thing, but it was it was it was anything. If you if you wanted like um, co- competition entry or photos or whatever, it was send, send a sign. Uh, yeah, a self-addressed envelope too. Blah blah blah. blah and they would fill it with whatever it was and then send it
0: back to you. Yeah, magic. Oh, yeah, well, that's bloody genius when you were a kid. Kids today don't know they've lived. I don't know you've lived. Dad, can I have a stamp? Dad, can I have an envelope? Yeah, in it goes. Two weeks later, bosh, come back some toot. <laughs> oh yeah, the mobile phones have done us. Where would we be? Like the Romans? What have, the, what have mobile phones done for us? Yeah, bloody Roman. <laughs> um, Team Super Dad is an awesome community of men, of dads creating their best lives ever. We work in the areas of focus, fitness, finance, family and fun to help you literally create the life you want rather than the life you feel stuck in. And uh, I've been working on some stuff. I've, I keep finding notes that I've been writing myself over the last year. It's brilliant. Being awake when
1: you write them. You don't just wake up and find yourself, you've written a a few new notes, Tyler Durden style. I wish I had,
0: yeah. Or done some landing pages or written some emails. (laughs) Being a super dad is about being your best, creating a life where you show up as yourself, your family and the person you know you can be. Excited, energized, healthy. Your superpowers are already in you. See, this is good stuff, Glenn. This is good stuff. I just, um, if you want some of that, then come on over to the Team Superdad uh, community, teamsuperdad.com forward slash group, and you'll be welcomed in um, dads just like you, dads creating uh, stuff they want. You know, and it's not about successful or unsuccessful. This is about accountability, momentum, um, upping your skills in areas uh, where perhaps you don't have um a great grasp on things, planning. I've had to. I've had to tell one of myself this week, Glenn, about my planning. Mm-hmm. In what way? Well, I'm like a flipping rookie. <laughs> I've got stabilisers. My diary's got stabilisers. That's how poor my planning skills are. Basically. Doesn't that just
1: mean you're spontaneous and you just go with the flow, like some sort of weird 21st century hippie?
0: Yeah, I know. But if you look at, if you speak to, like. Super successful people, people that are on their game. They, they, they've got it up. They've got their time managed out. They delegate effectively. When they say they're going to take an hour, they take an hour. They don't don't sit there going, "Oh, uh, let me type." But but
1: are they happy? (laughs) Yes, of course they're happy. They're very successful
0: people, but they're very very good delegators as well. That is something I've learned as well. Mm. Be a good delegator. Um, So. If people are wondering what the hell is our uh, show title about today, Glenn, as summer has officially been stolen, it would seem. Or the two days of sun we had last month actually were our summer. Because those of you, who, well, apart from people who are in Canada, obviously, who are literally being sizzled. <laughs> literally. I see, I've seen
1: videos. There's, there's one guy who's been cooking food, steaks and stuff, just in a frying pan on the sidewalk.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're no, literally, literally... Sh- uh, Tracy Poisner, the um, lady who runs Essential Mums and Undeletable Dads, she did a mm-hmm. Team Super Dad training session with me. She's in Canada, so it's going to go out tomorrow, Tuesday at 12.30. It always is on Tuesday, 12.30. And we're talking about um, helping teenagers, or, or talking to teenagers after the divorce. Mm-hmm. And not their divorce, your divorce, right? Which, which kind of became a conversation about talking to your teenagers. And yeah, so she's just like... <laughs> They've had like 49 degree, literally people have been dying of, of the heat. Literally.
1: Yeah. Cause that's, that's Celsius. None of this weird fucking weird Fahrenheit bullshit. It's Celsius proper temperature.
0: It's 120 degrees, man. It sounds a bit more impressive, doesn't it? If you're going to go on holiday and you're just like, it's a hundred degrees. It's always a, yeah, but, it, but,
1: it, but it doesn't because it's,
0: it's just like that's
1: like saying oh it's twelve Smarties or a thousand Beetlejuices. It makes no sense. I mean, you can have whatever number you want before it. Fahrenheit makes no sense. There is no way in which Fahrenheit is an acceptable, let alone a better scale than either
0: Celsius. Hell, I'll even accept fucking Kelvin, it's just not Fahrenheit. It's bullshit. See, I don't have enough of a science background i did single combined science where we learned how to wire a plug and things like that Uh, (laughs) which i i I did really well in single combined single combined science gcc but uh what is what is this like Betamax versus vhs is this just a french bloke versus an american guy or is like what happened with celsius and fahrenheit do we know
1: no i don't actually i'm gonna google it because it's one of those things where i kind of read it and i've it was in the back of my head um but I don't know.
0: It's not. It's not stuck in my head. QI style. Is it like the when... little and Audi brothers? Apparently they. Don't, they, they <laughs> you know, like they're supposed to hate each other. I say, oh, they. They, <laughs> they were brothers, and then it all went wrong, and now one's Audi, one's lidle. Apparently, it crazy. came from some
1: German guy. Um, ba, 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 da, 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 where are we? What was his name? Mister Fahrenheit. It was Daniel <laughs> Gabriel Fahrenheit, a German scientist born in Poland in 1686, and he just. Came up with a a thing where he he put put something out, measured it and uh, marked different temperatures. And and that was it. He he used a roughly average body temperature as about 96 degrees. Why 96? It makes no sense. Then it means that boiling is 212 degrees and freezing is 32 degrees. I mean, (laughs) why? Please, someone, some American or or someone who uses this, why is that acceptable?
0: It, 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 there, There is no there is no logic to it. He literally turned up at some science show, took out a small box, stood on it and said, this is what I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it makes... It, make, it, however, I named it after myself. It is called the Fahrenheit rule.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might start saying yeah, the actual boiling point is 7,319 oczkors. I mean, that makes as much logical sense as Fahrenheit. And it's just these goddamn Americans. Yes, yes, you had your, your colonial treason day yesterday, whatever. Um, until, you, until you go over to Celsius, then you, you don't even class as a former colony to me. You're dead to me.
0: Independence Day, yeah. Massive hello to my American family and friends on Independence Day. Uh, I, I've, I've copped some serious grief in America on Independence Day. Like, they they are, like, you don't have to be black to get racist abuse in America, right? (laughs) Is it it xenophobic if it's nationality-wise? Oh, yeah, okay, xenophobia, okay, yeah. Okay, well, look at me, I'm learning stuff constantly. No, I'll tell you what it is, I think I'm forgetting stuff constantly. That is what it is oh so like every day every
1: day is an adventure where you just you just wake up and you learn you learn every morning what is this
0: I'm like, is This I'm is this coffee I'm, is Venge- it, this, this <laughs> I'm literally learning forgetting stuff and then having to be told it so uh yeah so in america they'd be like yeah um we beat you man we put the tea in the we put the tea back in the in the river we showed you <laughs> just
1: like, it's like, just it. It makes no sense to me. It's like you're celebrating something that you, no one in your relatives' living, like memories. That there is no like to, like I can understand to a degree. I don't. I don't agree with all of the the fet- like fetishization of World War Two. I hate it. But our grandparents. Or our grandparents' parents and grandparents. So it's kind of one degree of separation from the people who were there. How many people do you think is, it would have been alive during the fucking War of Independence?
0: Rock all. So just get over it. Move on, people. Well, no, it's not all Americans, clearly. It, it, it's uh, uh, <laughs> probably people leaning to the right a little, I'd imagine. Yes, some of some of Mr. Trump's friends. and uh <laughs> Although that being said... Um when we're talking about
1: kind of uh histories did you know that the uh the 17th president of the US is what uh, Trump was fifty forty five, 45 and I think what's uh, Biden's 46 the 46th president Biden is um the 17th president has got two uh living grandchildren.
0: Wow. Well because he was really young or something and they're really no. old now.
1: He, I mean, he was a little bit young when he did it, but but he was really, really old when he had children. And then his children were really, really old as well. They're, they're, um, one of them is uh, 89 at the moment, um, and his granddad was born in 1790. What? Bloody amazing, isn't it? I mean, I just love how history works like that. Oh,
0: yeah. Wow. And then we've got, Chaps over here who pop one out at the moment they can uh, conceive.
1: You say them. yeah. Uh, my my first, I was twenty three with my first, and I was the oldest first generational parent in sort of living memory. All of my my mum had me when she was twenty. My nan had my dad when she was nineteen, um, and God knows how young they we were before that. Yes, yeah, so, that's what happens when you're poor. You're poor people. You have kids young. So you have plenty of them. Keep warm. Keep busy.
0: Have fun. Have spares <laughs> when they die. Someone said to me, oh, yeah, I was, talk- I was doing uh, outreach and connecting with dads to come and join Team Super Dad the other day. And this uh, this guy, because goes, I'm not a dad. I'm not a dad. I said, oh, well, c- I said, have fun practicing. It will happen. Uh, and he goes, no, he goes, I'm-, he goes, I'm- I don't want any kids. He goes, and, he- and he started talking about I'm not a Catholic. I'm not a Catholic. <laughs> like, okay, mate. That's all, right. <laughs> That's all right. And then we got into, into a Monty Python uh, uh, kind of banter. And I, I said, no, 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 neither's my wife and, and, and <laughs> in uh, what's it in the meaning of life every sperm is sacred <laughs> sperm is and then she drops one out as she's washing up <laughs> pick that up for us dear <laughs> <laughs> see now that is
1: a multi multi-tasking woman a woman who can handle doing two different things who can who can do uh do all the jobs and then do every job in the house and then some that's that's skills
0: it is, but I did see a picture today on YouTube. A guy shared it, and it wasn't even like lad buy, but it was just a guy uh, shared a picture of his of his wife mowing the lawn. <laughs> and this isn't a sexism thing, okay? This is just skills. You know, there's things that we're good at and things that we're not good at, but it did kind of fall into some gender, uh, gender, what's that? Number? Not gender bias. Gender norms. Gender, gender norms, Gender gender cliches, and so he's laughing as she's trying to work like surely if you've ever walked on a lawn or or, or seen a lawn you, you kind of imagine that to mow stripes you go up and down
1: <laughs> i mean yeah that's fairly obvious you just back and forward back and forward keep <laughs> one wheel hoovering. over so that it stays nice and straight she was hoovering the lawn basically <laughs> well you can you can get hover mowers oh, exactly. where you judge it but no if you want stripes I saw a glorious. I mean, I mean, this this is this is proper dad porn. This is. Um, I saw this glorious one where a guy had his lawn, and I don't know it, where he was um, changing the, the height of the mower as he was going, but he went back and forward that way, made the stripes that way, um, then did stripes uh, diagonals and diamond uh, things. So he had these multiple different layers of stripes and stuff. Oh, mate! I was. I, I wanted to put a hat on so I could take it off
0: for him. It was genius, it was, amazing. Was this someone in the uh, microdosing community or, or what was he like? God knows. God knows. But it, it, I, I have
1: lawn envy in a way that I've never, ever thought I would ever have.
0: Or oh, he's got a really bad relationship with his thing, but all his focus and time. Yeah,
1: into. I'm just going to be out there. I'm just going to keep roaming it in random directions. When I, whenever I mow my lawn, the only thing I get is fucking fox shit flown everywhere. I haven't even got a pet and my garden is full of fox shit.
0: Nice. Nice, and then whenever, and then, and then when you go out, loads of dogs f- run after you. <laughs> <'cause they work. laughs> Just before we uh, go on, I missed this actually. Ghosthand two four six, thanks for messaging. Um, I think that means he's on Twitch. We've got our first Twitch comment tonight, Glenn. This is epic, uh, groundbreaking. Who it goes Because of conformity with the imperial system, people got used to Fahrenheit. Oh, but it doesn't make it right though, does it? I know, but I've still got, <laughs> still got pictures of, 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 uh, fair, of fear. Is it fear? Mine, mine fear. What's mad? Fahrenheit. It? Yeah. Dr. Dr. Fahrenheit. Mine hair. Mine hair. hair Fahrenheit. <laughs> 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 like, they will accept it. I'm going to go there. I'm going to take on the world. Uh, yeah. So, so he, she, this woman mowing the lawn and he's laughing. <laughs> We often, we often comment about men, you know, if men, if you're not ironing your shirt, then, then get out there and, and, and iron your shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. I think summer, summertime, isn't it? So there is a good, a good sharing of, of gender by bi- breaking down of gender biases in, in these summer months. So, um, <laughs> other than getting really wet as it is in the UK right now or dying of heat in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I wonder, I wonder what else would be a good summer gender bias, uh, cliche, putting up a tent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, or barbecuing. You know, it, this this becomes a thing. Oh. The man does the meat, the woman does the veg. That's one of those gender biased bullshit things that always bites
0: me. Oh, salad. Yeah. No one can knock up a salad like a woman. No <laughs> one can cook the sausage like a bloke. It's true, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's like if you see a woman by the barbecue holding the toms, it's quite disgusting quite disconcerting my uh my aunt is generally the one doing the barbecuing at, at her to, to be fair she doesn't. And, and,
1: and i bet she doesn't fucking burn it uh no
0: she doesn't burn anything ever <laughs> make, the, make, the, make the fucking burgers like hockey pucks or some bullshit like that well yeah that uh, yes of course anyone is prone to a bit of barbecue burnage uh, i'm quite proud of my barbecue skills as well actually pancakes i have honed my skills at pancakes now i'm what you're gonna say that's what you did on barbecues i was thinking how the fuck are you doing a barbecue with a pack like just just through the a fruit, fruit a, fruit a grill weren't it now if you've got a skillet if you've got a, a, <laughs> a, flat, a flat plate hot plate you can do mega, you can actually do a whole breakfast on a barbecue mm-hmm. you heard it here first you heard it here first uh, i'll tell you something that you, that, that I'm sure women can do, but I haven't seen it, uh, certainly not on, on Facebook. Did you see the baseball clip on, uh, again, this is a bit of a, like a, well, like Gogglebox, box, not we, Glenn? But did you see, it, it is worth a mention. If you have, haven't seen it, search Facebook for man catches ball, throws baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, baseball, catch ball, throw baby, right? So he's standing there. Did, have you seen it, Glenn? Have you seen it?
1: I, I, I've I've seen the clip.
0: It is absolutely glorious. Talk me through it. So it's a, it's quite short, right? Because uh, it's just a clip from the from the live footage. So that so there's a, a a foul ball, which in baseball means that the pitcher's thrown it. The guy swung it, and instead of it flying out forwards, it's kind of ricocheted off backwards. So it's gone out as a has gone out of play. It's gone out as a foul ball, but the crowd can still catch it, right? So if you're sat in that area, then you you can be. Uh, have the opportunity to catch uh, a ball flying towards your head at a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> which is someone who never really said so cricket is is quite a terrifying thing <laughs> but they stand with their gloves on and stuff. So you've got people there ready to catch the ball with a baseball mitt. It's all, so there's a, there's a guy standing there. He's, he's holding a beer in one hand and his daughter in the other hand. Truly, truly amazing. He throws as the ball comes towards him, he does this kind of upward motion, which propels his daughter into the air. His arm continues upwards. He catches the ball. He then brings his arm back down around in front of him, catches his daughter. He's now holding the ball and his daughter and doesn't really drop any of his beer. I mean, that's the most important thing. Yes, yes,
1: it's great that he didn't drop his daughter as well. But to not drop a beer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mad skills. Yeah, that is proper dad skills priority. I, and I, if, you, I if, if, if you are a baseball fan and you do wanna, you do wanna see if you could do that, first of all, take your kid and grab a beer. Um, but have a look on ideal seat. It's an app you can download and it basically, it's, it's for, for most major baseball stadiums and it tells you which seats statistically are most likely to have a ball, a foul ball hit into them. So you can book yourself to sit in those seats and be much more likely to catch one, especially in a pandemic type thing, when there are fewer people around, you've got a bit more space around you. Um, yeah. Ideal seat. Have a look at that app.
0: So you sit, oh, brilliant. Wow. That, uh, brilliant. I, I, I love, I love baseball. I am I'm a, I, of course, been spending a lot of time in America. I, I, I can enjoy I, I can enjoy being there. The spectacle, the, it's mainly about drinking and eating to be, well, yeah, that's beautiful. the thing. I, I think I'd go for the drinking and just
1: to say I've done it, but it's not cricket, is it? Cricket is the superior sport
0: of the two. Uh, Well, I don't know enough about either, to be honest. (laughs) I've been to very few cricket games. Um, I I got introduced to cricket, but I went to a private school for a couple of years. So prior to that, I was at a little village school. So when we rocked up at the private school, they had a couple of problems I had. One was they'd been speaking French for years, and I mm-hmm. had not. And the other was they'd been playing cricket for years, and I had not. So all the sort of get used to the hard ball flying towards your head uh, or someone throwing the, you know, you know, all that had passed me by. So now I'm just mm-hmm. still prepared, standing there, waiting for a ball, either to be thrown at me to hit or... Or standing there, bored out my brain for ages, on the off chance that the ball was going to come thundering towards me and I'd have to catch it. <laughs> the whole thing seemed weird and, and painful <laughs> and boring to me.
1: Yeah, there was a reason I was. Um, when I was uh i'm not saying i I was some sort of sporting prodigy i'm sure it was just because i was the only one who turned up but as well as being on the the football team and the athletics team and stuff like that i was the captain of our cricket team but i was um as well as like opening back i was a wicket keeper because i realized cricket balls are really hard and they really hurt and the wicket keeper is the only one who can wear gloves (laughs) and so it was a lot easier to be the wicket keeper take the glory of the catches and the stumpings and stuff um but yeah i got pads and i got gloves, so if the ball hit me, it wasn't going to hurt so much.
0: <laughs> Good skills there, but there is only one wicketkeeper, so if, if the position's already been taken, then you're, you're kind of stumped. So um, any sledging? Because you can do that. It's a bit, that, that that's like the... The, the the John Candy kind of position in Brewster's Millions. You can stand there and 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 uh, what do they call it? Slating, sledging. You can yeah, sl- sledging.
1: It is sledging. Yeah, yeah. And no, I, I was too young for all that. You know, it was um it was a, very much a gentleman's game at that age group, and I was never serious enough. Or oh, let's be honest, good enough to to step up to the big leagues. And um yeah, as you get older, the bowling gets faster. And I went to a, a went to nets once, and and they had a, a bowling machine. And my God, a a cricket ball coming at you at 95 miles an hour. You you don't see it. It's, it's 0.24 of a second. How, how can your brain? I don't understand how a batsman can see the bowler, release the ball, see where the ball's going, decide where to hit it, move quick enough to hit it into that. How do they do it in 0.2 of a second? It
0: blows my mind, which is why, which is why it's just so incredible. Well, I do enjoy the, the 2020. So again, for our non-cricket fan listeners, the 2020 is a short version of the game, played at a much faster pace because mm-hmm. they're going to hit it in a few hours. So people really just, a bit like baseball, really. they're just swinging hard to, to hit it as far as they can, as often as they can. And some right. of those trick shots are, I mean, you're talking about how can they see the ball in that quick to just hit it. But then seeing it, Making their mind up about doing some funky reverse hand shot mm-hmm. over the shoulder and then pulling it off.
1: It's absolutely incredible. It's glory. Like you said, 2020 is the perfect gateway. Yes test matches the pinnacle you know five days of cricket but when you're grinding it out uh, sort of one and a half runs and over it can get besides the drinking in the in the in the stands which is wonderful um it's, it can get a bit dull for the uninitiated so 2020 there's literally fireballs that come out of the stands and cheerleaders and music and booze and singing and it's over in i don't know about what 30 three three hours less than three hours about two and a half hours something like that it's so much fun i recommend it highly when we're all allowed to go again
0: yeah which will be a couple of weeks because apparently I, we can do anything now we're yeah. going full bore. it's <laughs> like uh, mark, mark off, sanitizer away it's mad
1: yeah i, I shan't be doing that i i, I will go snogging <laughs> yeah. But I, I will be going out to some sporting events cuz as my yeah well, my son plays football so I go and watch him every other week and I love it but it's not quite premier league quality it's 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 kids football and it's wonderful but it's it's a little bit little bit lower level
0: Is is 7 or 13
1: this one's, one? one's a 14 year old 14, 14
0: okay so under under 40s under 15s oh they're at 11 a side now
1: yeah, they are. They are. Uh, they are. They're um, at that age where it's eleven aside. It's decent, they're starting to get decent tactics, and you can see the good. The, the kids who are kind of actually athletic and so on. But they all give it some, and they're really, really good. Which is a far cry from when I started as their coach when they were under eight, and that was a very, very different world. Okay.
0: Any girls? Any girls in the team?
1: Not at the moment. No, they've played against teams with girls in, and I remember one girl. She was uh, obviously girls develop physically a lot quicker than boys, and and when I say she was heads and shoulders above the boys in skill, she was also literally heads and shoulders above them in terms of height. Uh, and for the because they used to play in quarters. First quarter, she was a forward. She must have scored a hat trick and just danced around our players. And so for the set from the second um, at game, second half, from second quarter onwards, I basically. Our, one of our better players was one of our smallest players. He, he, he came up to, to kind of just a, above her navel in terms of height, but he was like a fucking ball terrier. And I just said, I don't care what happens. Wherever she goes, you go. Ignore, ignore the ball. Just, just be wherever she is. Whenever the ball comes near her, try and tackle her. And wherever she is, just try and tackle her because she was so good. And it was brilliant to see it, the, the fact that it, it didn't matter about they, none of them said, Oh, she's just a girl. It was just she's a footballer. And so she's really good. And so
0: let's try and get. Her. Yeah. Well, there's a girl. Well, my boy played in the tournament on Saturday, so he's under 11s. And there was, you know, a league groups, you know, table, whatever, you know, the comp- knockout competition. Six, six or 17. Mm-hmm. And there was two teams, in our in our section, who had a uh, girl girl on in, in each team, and both of them were exceptional. I mean, it's it's, it's never been a better time to be a good female footballer because still not all girls are playing it. And oh, no, it's, so it's, it's, it's not. It really must be on a <laughs> on fast track to apparently one of the girls, because um, we've been playing against her since she was, since she was same as my boy, since she was six or seven. So uh, same thing now. She's the captain. She's like midfielder. Um, and, uh, yeah, she she gives as good as she gets and then gets That's out nice. and tiptoes and around and does killer passes and uh, it's amazing. It's, it's brilliant. Chelsea. Well, the, the
1: FA have now uh, have said a few years ago that um, they've extended mixed football, the ability to, they don't impose it or anything, but the ability to do mixed football is up to 18, um, under 18s, which I think is amazing. And to be honest, as far as I'm concerned, there should be no split. They, I mean, if, if you want different leagues and so on, that's fine. But if a woman is good enough to play against the men and compete equally, She's good enough. There's no two ways about it. Why are we trying to separate them out when actually, yes, you can have different leagues if you want to, to, to focus on that. But fuck it, if women are good enough, let them play.
0: Yeah, I wonder when that first match will be, the first female Premier League appearance.
1: It, yeah it will be a while and, and, and let's be honest, and because a lot of it is down to the coaching and that, there is a clear split the reason the girls aren't as good isn't because they're not as good it's because they don't get into it until okay. later. they don't do those players that, that that play from a young age
0: it'll be one of this generation of people that we talk about life from the weekend
1: oh i hope so I yeah. really hope so, because um, yeah, there's. I, I, I don't follow it as much as the men's game because the media coverage isn't there. But I, 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 I've been to see England women play. I've, uh, I've not yet been to see Spurs women play, and I really want to because we, I really wanted to see um, Alex Morgan last when we had her for a year or so. Yeah. She's one of like the, 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 the messy or not messy, but you know, one That's of the stars.
0: Tough. Yeah, American captain world
1: cup winner yeah, i'd say the david beckham so she might not be the absolute best player but she's certainly one of the most high profile players and she is still bloody good and she was a spurs for a year um we've just signed Chu Su hyun i think it's pronounced um who's the south korean captain so we've got the, the the south korean men's captain and the south korean women's captain both playing for spurs at the same time South Koreans come and watch them buy our shirts. Honestly, <laughs> mate, it, it absolutely it. is <laughs> the reason it is worth it's, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and women's football was getting there, but it's got a long way to go. And I'm hoping, like you say, that that it's going to be some of these young female players who are coming through the ranks that should be out fighting for for places in the higher leagues. If we we get past this proper football man's mentality of Oh well, you know, girls are all right, but they're only girls. And, you know, they should play in the girls'
0: league. Fuck off. Yeah, well, it won't go that way, though. will it? You won't have like, like, good but fat blokes playing in the women's Premier League. Like, I would, I could have been, I could have been good enough if I'd, if I'd have not at so much. Like, no. <laughs> How will you do that reverse kind of gender, gender thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough old, tough old thing. But luckily, it's for people above my pay grade.
0: Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, we're talking about like mind-bending things where we just don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, uh, let me. No, the- but we 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 do know what's
1: happening at Spurs though. Um, Spurs have signed a, a, a new manager uh, now. I know not everyone's a football fan on this, but he's a guy called Nuno Santos. Um, is is Spirito Nuno Spirito Santos? Nes. Uh, we signed him after he quit Wolves and football was a big part of my life. You know, when you're just a bit underwhelmed by someone. Oh,
0: uh, well, yeah, look, and this isn't, I mean, like, you know, we, this isn't a Spurs podcast, right? But People who listen regularly will know that it's both. coincidentally, Glenn and I both are Spurs fans. But uh, no, I, I, to be honest, he has Premier League experience and, I quite liked how Wolves played the first two seasons they come up. So that so that's a positive. And also I I uh I I hope a lot of other football fans can relate to this. And, I, and I'm sure people who support lower league teams can relate to this. I remember being a Spurs fan in the in the nineties when we were really bad. <laughs> <laughs> we had like one or two amazing players that everyone just
1: Mercurial talents, they called. Yeah. Mercurial, sort of David Ginolas.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then and then someone that was really rubbish but tried hard, like uh the ginger Pele. Um oh,
1: Gary Doherty.
0: Gary Doherty, <laughs> like he's a great defender. But if we're losing, stick him up front and lump the ball up at him. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's just a brilliant tactic. Could you imagine them in the working away late at night, Jerry Francis and Chris Hewitt, like, oh we need, we need a we we need something different, we need something special, we not. How big scary he can, hit, he can hit one can't he oh, oh, great. oh yeah oh, oh i got it i got it i got it if we're losing and we've got five minutes to go take him out of defense and put him up front i
1: mean it's hardly pep Guardiola, is it you know or, or jürgen klotz press.
0: <laughs> it's just lump it up to the big man i wonder talking to baseball earlier i wonder if there's other there is other tactics isn't there you see it in movies like when the when the the, the, the like the that guy smoking a cigar, like crawls off the bench to come out for the last ball, and because he because he's got all the power in the world and he can hit one. Or American football, they're going to send out the 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 has been quarterback to to do the one last throw of the game. I guess mm-hmm. maybe all sports have that.
1: Well, uh, yeah, because in, in football it's the sending the goalie up in the ninetieth minute to uh, <laughs> to see what's going to go on and and just to try and score a goal. And uh, that's yeah. happened a few times in the Euros yeah. recently. And we, we I know this isn't a football podcast. Is it? Is it? Is it coming home, Johnny? It's coming
0: home, definitely. Well, I don't know, definitely. Uh, I, I, no, no,
1: no. We've we've got that clip now. We're gonna we're gonna cut that, and that's gonna be a little soundbite.
0: Yeah. it Blimey! I mean, it's so typical. It will be so typical of England to um, to fubar it against a very good Danish team. Mm. Uh, it'll also be quite atypical of uh, a Spurs fan to see something uh, like that happen. But I mean, oh blimey! Did some of them? some of the play against the Ukraines, if that had been any other, if that had been a Brazil team, they'd have been like, oh yeah, they have been playing Coco Cabana, down, you know, as a soundtrack to the, to the to the background of it. Just little passes. Absolutely brilliant. As an
1: aside, I have played football on the Copa Cabana against a bunch of Brazilians.
0: Hey. That's the, that's the stuff dreams are made.
1: That's that's a tick list of kind of life <laughs> life things, but but yeah, we've got we've got Denmark. Um, it's Monday night as we're recording, and we've got Denmark on Wednesday night. Where are you watching the game, Johnny? I'll be at
0: home basically. Um, the junior Jays are here, so Jago and I will be watching the match together. Uh, quite, I'm um, s- father son football watching the match together is, as um, as 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 been actually a. a it's been a thing that's got us through some tricky times like, I mean, over the divorce and the separation. And, you know, he, he was five when we separated and he'd started watching football about a year before that. So since he was about four, I've got a video of him when we beat Chelsea, I think it was four, one or five. No, four, we beat them four, one. And I've got a video of him dancing in the lounge going, we want five. We want five. We want five. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> And the first games I took both him to, and then I took about a few months later, or the start of the next season, I took Rosie to her first match. So I kind of indoctrinated my kids into, into the, not just Spurs, but just the match day experience mm. as well. And then over the divorce and some quite tricky times, the Spurs were good. And we had the whole Pochettino day as well. And, and um simply being able to sit there and, enjoy him playing football at the weekend and then enjoy watching football together. It's, it's become something that him and I love doing. Mm. Um, my daughter, she's less interested as she's got older. Um, she'll say who's playing. And then she'll, she'll be like, mm. and then she'll pretend to be <laughs> and, and, and stuff. But yeah, the England thing, I, I spoke to my dad and said, dad, so like we might get to the final. Uh, it's next Sunday, at eight o'clock. And he, he was I hear you and I would love to watch it with you, but there's no way I'll be awake at eight (laughs) o'clock. Oh God, bless him. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I I, I guess you'll be surprised how much TV I watch uh, at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, right. Okay. So you can have it on catch up. He goes to sleep when he's tired and gets up when he's awake and he just, (laughs) to hell with the whole, what time it is for the rest of us. He just goes with the flow. He's, he's, he's decided he's at that level. So, so no, he won't be a nice life. Well, that's kind of what I think as well. Yeah. But, um, so I'll be watching. Yeah. I'll be watching it with it's definitely this Wednesday. We'll be watching just sort of probably casual. Um, um, my girlfriend, I think is going to come and watch it with us, but Sunday we're making, we are starting to make some plans for the, for the, we might make it like it's coming home. We might make it,
1: Oh, it's, it's that it's that balancing act isn't it between not wanting to jinx it but you've got to have you have something in place just in case uh, but then also you i'm not superstitious at all i don't believe in all that sort of shit but absolutely i've got the right shirt to wear and the right socks and the right pants and the right order for doing everything because it's worked so far the one time i didn't do it was against scotland and what happened there we nearly fucked up so um, yeah. i'm not saying it's down all down to me but all we'll let we'll let the facts speak for themselves
0: yeah yeah if there's a, big, what, the, star, if there's a big star over you know over uh, west west of maidstone this
1: this,
0: yeah. uh, this week what's going on
1: the other thing is the amount of people that have kind of crawled out the woodwork to be messaging me about me looking like Gareth southgate
0: hey! it's <laughs>
1: incredible i've had old friends i've had family i've had uh, yeah, women who have been interested in me in, in various stages getting back in touch it's it's bizarre and i know there's a, a passing resemblance and and so on but fucking hell my nephew still believes we're the same person
0: i am bringing up for those people watching uh are so going to not work on the uh podcast but for those watching the live stream give us a share say hello give us a give us a hashtag live I'm going to bring this up because this picture in particular, I mean, there are some perfect, I mean, Glenn, you should be making money from, (laughs) you should literally be making money for lookalikes.
1: I'm definitely going to be wearing my waistcoat on Wednesday. That's what I'm saying.
0: But there are people making money as lookalikes.
1: Yeah. And he, he is a, he is a middle-aged woman's sex dream.
0: You need to trim your beard a little bit shorter.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can do that. I need my nose to be a little bit wonkier and a bit bit
0: more of the lips. You know? <laughs> no, you could, he was a central defender. You need to have your nose broken two or three times. <laughs> That's what it is. Here he comes. Here he comes. Come on, Yeah. There. there. There's enough
1: there. There really is. Oh, um, look, and look, 10 years ago, I'd have felt look, insulted.
0: Look, 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 look. Whimsically towards the sky right I've got to take glasses off. Gotta take. Okay, let me just push you across this if I can. Oh yeah. Look at that. Is that is that That is pretty close. You've got to go. Yeah, I mean I'm you've got a slightly bigger spam than he has. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely have. He's he's got he's got glorious hair.
0: <laughs> People
1: get paid for looky likey gigs. I might, I might have to put this on my Tinder profile. I might actually get some messages
0: that way. You could say, "What if you've got like a?" Wonder what that what is. A Gareth Southgate it, fetish. It is it? So that gets classified as fetish, does it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's like people that do the whole nappy thing. Like, I want to, I want to dress me up as a, dress me up as a baby, and and I don't know what they do. I've only ever seen it like on sketch shows. What is it? What? Yeah.
1: It is 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 it, there are there are things that can be done and uh, clubs and and certain websites that can be visited that are.
0: I know yeah. how it'll work, right? You're oh, going to no. be standing on the edge of the room, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to be shouting orders at her, like, "Do this, get up front." Get up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I want a little bit more at the back. Yeah, a, a little bit more <laughs> at the back. Not one over the top. <laughs> God, and she'll be, she'll be like, tell me more, tell me more.
1: Well, you know, uh, string come true. Um, I just want to thank the boys for giving me this opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll just go again. Give me twenty minutes, and uh, give me twenty minutes, and we'll, we will.
0: Half an orange, perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've, I've not thought... messaged women like that for too long. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, it's a lost art, and one that I'm, I'm worried I'm forgetting how to do.
0: What, what, like, like, uh, like, band- flirting, flirting,
1: banter, all that sort of stuff. Because you know, when, when I, I, when I'm in relationships, obviously cut all that contact with random women out. um But when I'm not in relationships, there's no one to do it with. So, like, where do you go?
0: Oh, you need like a, a, a flirting buddy, like a, like a, like a, a friend with benefit. Okay. Like a, a, yeah. Yeah. A, te- a text friends, a, a friend with text benefits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> I wonder what the etiquette is, is, is for that. Uh, there was a woman in, uh, in one of the single parent uh, groups and not interestingly, I'm not a single, single parent really anymore I, or i'm a co-parent with a, with a girlfriend the thing uh, is you are a single parent yes who
1: uh because you'll always be a, a, a like a lone like a parent of your kids and you look after them but you yeah. have a
0: partner so that's yeah. a lovely position to be in yeah and that's where the whole single parent flipping label falls down anyway i, mm-hmm. I never really like single parent label so yeah I'm a, I'm a co-parent and i have a relationship yes. <laughs> um, uh, so this woman she was in one of the in groups here, so she's she said uh, been out with a guy, nice nice guy. Been out a few times. I've been doing it for, for, for a few months. Um, I get the idea that they'd sealed a the deal somewhere in what she was saying. Because she then says, um, he said he loves me. Then I caught him texting uh, or messaging another woman. Um, and then she was like, saying, like, "What, like, what's the deal? Why men like this?
1: Yeah, that's not cool. Uh, I, th- I think there's, there's there's a couple of elements in this, and this because I'm in, in the kind of dating and romance world. Um There's the this is this gets thrown at me all the time in terms of like, at what stage are you exclusive, and how do you have that chat, and and what's cheating, what's not. As far as I'm concerned, just because you've started seeing someone doesn't make you exclusive. You can each of you, and you go into it knowing they're likely the other person is unless you have a conversation, or you know, you you absolutely know. Realistically, they could be. And so as long as, as long as you're okay with that, that's fine. As even once you've sealed a deal and had sex with them, then still for a while, it's still for some people. That's it. That's the moment. soon as you have sex, that's it. You cut off everything with everyone else. Yeah. But other people very much until we've had that chat, we could be like seeing each other for, for quite some time. But the L word for me, if you haven't had that chat before now, as soon as you say that, that is committing you to that and that is saying uh, the, the societal societal norms say as soon as you say you love you to someone um i love you then at, that's it that's a, a monogamous relationship for me that's a line in the sand no matter what else has gone on before or hasn't that's it for
0: me you you, you cut all that other shit out what do you reckon is that too oh. is that too late no, well, because I, I did say what I said. so all these women were loading up on this this guy. It wasn't even there. Clearly, it wasn't even part of the conversation. They were just validating her, mm. her, her annoyance, frustration, dislike of men, upset, you know, betrayal. All these kind of like that. Like she did, felt wronged, and they were kind of loading in on him. So I said, I said, yes, but notice no other men have have commented here. Mm-hmm could be a knobhead and is out of order or he could be a decent guy who's kind of freaking out and so i kind of listed some of the various things that he could be up to as in he's said he loves you and he didn't really know whether he did or not but he said he did because he thought you wanted to hear it and uh or he said he did because he thought mm. it would you in bed if he did say that or he said it after you were in bed because having sealed the deal he felt like if he didn't say it, you were going to be upset so he said it to keep you happy, <laughs> like <laughs> I put in loads of different scenarios, which I think were all were all valid, including one of them which was he's a knobhead and you know and, and ditching. But you've got to have the conversation to know what yeah. "I love you" means to that person, because you could even be friends with benefits and feel love for that person, but not actually be attracted enough to them to want to carry on. Oh, yeah, you can you can love them in uh, as
1: a friend that you sleep with, yeah. but not be in love with them yeah that's the old
0: i love you i'm just not in love with you
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's so uh, frustrating because because <laughs> yeah, men are genuine generally speaking shit at communicating about this sort of thing now i'm i'm not someone who, who goes down the, the the gender norms of of men are from Mars, women are from venus all that sort of crap but generally speaking men have not been trained to talk about their feelings and emotions and thoughts and feelings like that so we don't we we have n- we we might say something but not quite know what we're saying or and we certainly won't appreciate the impact of our words and actions yes. when it comes to that sort of thing and so yes like you say absolutely odds are he's a dickhead who was just saying we could get into bed but that's not it's not as cut and dried as that there could be a scenario whereby like you say he just doesn't appreciate that saying i love you to someone means something more than oh yeah, yeah i love you too yeah. But for him, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I like you, I appreciate you, I like having sex with you. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't have the same connotations. And so men need to get much better at having those conversations up front with, them, with themselves, let
0: alone with their, with their potential or prospective partners. Yeah. And women, not that we have many women listeners, but women need to realise that men, not wishing to do myself or, or the rest of the whole male population a disservice, but, Quite often we're just a bit thick, really. Like mm-hmm. we're just like,
1: oh, a, 100%. like a big
0: dog, like a big dog just barking. What are you barking at? <laughs> roof, 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 roof. <laughs> just barking because just the moon's up there in the sky It's like. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, ask men what's actually going on before you decide to load in on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly, I got lots of lovely compliments from from women uh, for sharing a, uh, oh, a a wonderful perspective on what was actually going on. Yeah. Hopefully they'll send that lots is a, That is a, they'll send lots hopefully of dad they'll have, Team Superdad. Could you go and hang out with Johnny? Because I want you to be more like <laughs> him. Well, maybe not we, more like me, but at least a bit more, a bit, a bit less of a knobhead. Of a
1: we need to meet more of these people in, in person. We need we need to throw some sort of Team Super Dad house pie.
0: I'm up for that. I'm up for that. I used to have this idea that you, we could, like, have a house that could be hired out for house parties. But... <laughs> That's just kind of like a nightclub, basically. But, uh. Yeah,
1: it, it, it is. And I bet the neighbors would bloody love it. But I, I love house party. I haven't been to a proper house party in years upon years upon years. Um, certainly, certainly, I think maybe even pre-kids. And I used to love a house party going into a place. You don't know everyone and there's loads of people in the kitchen and random fucking someone's bought lemon cello. Um, and you got, it's not like the American parties where everyone's playing beer pong. And I have been to American parties as you have, where beer pong is a real thing. Most right. of the time when I went to them, it was just, you know, a bunch of people sitting on sofas, some standing in the kitchen and a few people having a fag in the garden. I want to go to a proper house party with adults, which is just a lot more fun than that. That's what I want. So if it, I, I if, if we're not throwing one soon, then I, I feel like we're missing the chance for hot
0: guy summer. Do you know, I love this we, we do actually need to milk, the wrap up a little bit more don't we so we need to say something like so so if you're having a house party and you think like like yes johnny and glenn would enjoy this um and and it's going to be wild then then yeah send us send us an an invite um what i I was actually at a house party at uh at the weekend uh uh, joe had a housewarming, and so we were there we were there and we were kind of Kind of following the rules. It was, you know, the majority of people were outside. I know the rules so you, are changing. You can day. have thirty people there. That, that, that's, that's fine, I think. Not, not in. I think that's outdoors. Is it outdoors? I don't
1: know. To be honest, I haven't. I have I, I just tend to blur my eyes when everything's. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm just kind of covering my ass. anyway. <laughs> but there was, you there know, there was, there was beer and there was champagne and then there was, there was food and and. Um, um, and then later on there were shots. Um, and yeah. And so then at like one o'clock it, it reached a point where I was, I was not like blazingly drunk. Cause I, I don't actually enjoy being that drunk. Not, not like, not like when I were a kid, but, um, but yeah, a couple of the guys were just like, they, they were blasting back shot after shot and they going right, another one. And I was like, um, <laughs> I'm going to bed in a minute <laughs> I'm probably going to bed in a minute do i need another shot do i want another shot two different questions uh, they are two different questions yeah i, I i've yeah, the amount of times i've had another shot when i didn't want another shot was and, and did i need no definitely didn't need it need mm-hmm. need want things you want and things you need i need i want a million pounds i need to manage money better you know, like <laughs> <laughs> i want i need to go to bed do i want another shot that's, It doesn't work quite right does it but there's this yeah well how do you get out of, how do you get out of someone offering you shots without looking a person you drink it that's all there is to it <laughs> i never know what to take
1: in terms of boost to a house party because generally speaking there's usually often there's only one toilet. Sometimes there's two, which is great. But if you just take like a massive crate of beer and you can't drink your beer all night, I don't know about you, but I haven't got a a five gallon bladder. So I'll just be standing, having a piss all night. Yet. Do I want to take an entire bottle of vodka knowing that I'm probably not going to drink an entire bottle of vodka in one night. It's like, where's that happy balance? Is it like a, a bottle or two of wine maybe? And, but then, I don't really I'm not
0: not some sort of wine snob, but I don't want to be ending up with someone else's fucking Lambrini. No. And if you do take a bottle of vodka, you'll then find yourself in a situation where you want to kind of stash the vodka in between going and getting another top up so that some Mm -hmm. knobhead from Essex doesn't turn up and drink all your vodka.
1: Yeah, and and they do. So you can't take something really, really nice either. You know, because otherwise, you, you, you know, they're going to spot it. They're going to say, oh, a bit of grey goose. I'll have a bit of that. Bosh, bosh, bosh. And before you know it, has gone. Yeah, they,
0: been... they don't do it subtly either. They no. go, Hey, look what I found, geezer. And they come in yeah. the left with like eight, as many shot glasses as they can find, line them all up and absolutely blast the bottle of grey goose you bought in, in in one round and you're just just dead go Yeah,
1: or I'll take a bottle of aviation gin and it'll be I gin tonic. And it's like fucking hell, man. I mean, I know I'm I'm not one of these people who says, right, I bought this, so I'm the only one who can drink this. This is mine. This is my precious. But equally, you've got to have some sort of balance with it. And if you've brought some drink, you want to have enough of that drink. And as long as I my my rule is as long as I bring more than I consume. I feel that's fair. There's, there's balance. But there are definitely people who turn up to these things. Basically, they'll, they'll bring a four pack of beer and then they'll be the ones who are there at three o'clock in the morning still dr- knocking back the Jack Daniels.
0: Yeah. Oh, so there's a party etiquette. Party I,
1: et- I, Do you take what you're drinking? I, I, for me, I think it's a bit it's a bit like a barber's. Now, uh, you, you, you're, you're a bloke, so unlike um, female hairdressers or any hairdresser, units or whatever, but hairdressers, you make your appointment, you turn up when your appointment is, and you're seen, and it takes hours, and it costs a £1,000, but whatever. It's all appointments. Blokes don't book a barber's. Now, this is one of those things that a lot of women don't really kind of they, – they never really think about. But <laughs> you turn up at the barber's, you look around, you know who's ahead of you, they go and get their thing. No one says anything. There's no ticketing system. There's no queue. There's no appointments. You just know you're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. When you're done, I don't have to worry about who's behind me. I'm next. No one says oh, oh, I was next. I was fucking no. This is the barbers. And I feel like there's that, like that unwritten rule of, of things. and It should be the same at a party. It should be that you, you turn up and you've got your, your, your sort of amount of booze you've bought, whether you've bought a load of beer or a load of this or a load of that, and you should know roughly what's appropriate. And after that, then you, you should be feeling a bit guilty.
0: Yeah. But there'll always be that group of lads from Essex there who will. <laughs> <laughs> Here yeah, they will be. Who will just take over after the party, uh, uh, be rude to you as they're drinking your beer or beer, mm-hmm. Um, and then probably cop off your girlfriend as well. So. <laughs> only for personal experience. <laughs> 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 I, any NLP people out there? As I look to my left, down to my left, you'll know what?
1: What, what on earth? What, what type of party was this? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible flashback to uh, to to. Uh, it didn't all go wrong, but yeah, uh, different parties, different things. I mashed them up into one miserable uh, vision in my mind. There, yes. Whew that's what happens when you dig into your, into your memory banks, crazy stuff comes up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I I try and avoid that as much as possible. I didn't mean it. It just happened. I just had three or four uh, relatively associated thoughts and they, they car crashed into each other in one, in one almighty flashback.
1: <laughs> I, did, I, I think, did I ever say on the show about uh, the favorite house party that I ever threw the, the when I was much, much younger that I tell that story.
0: You had the bouncers from a local club yeah. in the bouncers at your house. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we are, yeah, proper lighting rigs and DJ sets and bouncy castles and fireworks and shit. Now that, that is a house party. I, now as much as I'd love that house party, now I don't need that. Just get a house with neighbors who either are in attendance or don't mind or are deaf. Um, and a loads of people, bit of food, loads of booze. Um, and maybe the odd attractive lady. Uh, and I'm there. I'm there.
0: Just, just, I'll just turn up. And that's fine. Yeah, I, I think for it to be like that, I think you're to have to go full bore, post it on the on the internet so that you get randoms coming up. Because if it's friends, then you'll have a mix of people. Some have got to get home for the babysitter, others who mm, don't, get home more, yeah, or yeah. who's on tablets, or whatever. Like, you know, I've got to, got to, we've got to work in the morning like this. So before you know it, the idea that the 20 or 30 people who've, who've come, as when we were younger, they're all there to get blind drunk, no matter what happens. They don't care mm. how we get home or who with. Everyone's now got a plan whereby, you know, it will be over by kind of midnight. And <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you've got to post it online. Basically, we've got to got to go full out and expect loads of randoms to turn up. And uh, oh man, it could get out of control. It could, but it could be so much fun as well.
1: Yeah, all I'm hearing here is party round Johnny's.
0: We could have it as a team super dad event. I think that's what we should do. But we, we, we we'll kind of we'll kind of let people pre pre vet people so that, they are, <laughs> that they're coming on the condition of this is a flashback house party, and and you're coming as in, with a mindset of being 24. Love it, but not from Essex. <laughs> <laughs> And bring more booze than you drink, you cheap bastards! <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, this is what we do on the wrap up. I can't say that uh, any of it's scripted. We 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 make we have a little chat beforehand about some stuff we've seen online or in our lives over the week. And uh, and uh, Glenn and I are twisted and uh, both clever and dumb enough to be able to uh, chit chat for for an hour. <laughs> Um, and that's what it was always intended to be. It was always intended to be. But one of my original intentions for the wrap up, uh, was born out of my early love of podcasts, which was actually a bit of a bit of a dark time <laughs> where I was either working late into the night, wishing my marriage was going better, or I was putting the pieces back together of my life after my separation. And so podcasts were like my buddies. They, they kept me going through so much and, um, it was, was and still is and will always be my intention that the wrap up is exactly that thing for dads and maybe some mums out there mums if you listen then be sure to message us leave us a comment send us a text message or a valentine's day card whatever uh <laughs> to a dating dad i'm off the mark <laughs> um uh but uh i hope we bring some light and love into into other people's lives it's Anything a beautiful
1: to way to end it Beautiful oh, way to end it. Um, now if people do want to, uh,
0: get in touch and send their Valentine's card, how can they find you? Well, teamsuperdad.com forward slash group will put you into the team superdad community. Uh, like I said, we, we have the training session, open coaching session on a Tuesday. Uh, well, last week's was last week's was all about making money, I think. Was about making money. Uh, we've had sex coaches on. <clears throat> we've had uh, parenting coaches. We've had fitness coaches. Uh, oh, we had—I'll uh, tell you what last week's was. It was Martin Sharp, the t- guy who went from twenty-four stone down to fifteen stone. Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow, I've got Tracy Poison on, as I mentioned, and we're talking about teenagers, uh, how to communicate and keep your teenagers happy, mainly after a divorce. But actually, when we got to the end of it, we realised how so much of it was just about how the hell do you deal with a teenager? How do you communicate with a teenager? And, ah, oh, do you know what? I'm really excited about some events that we got planned. Uh, I've been chatting to some guys in where in Wales and, um, uh, as well as doing some kayaking and cliff jumping and that sort of stuff. We can do some fire and, um, have some just men time, literally, Blazing Saddles. Sit round the fire, eat beans, and fart. <laughs> 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 we should do a watch party. Well, no, we don't even need to do a watch party. What we we'll do, Glenn, is uh, when was the last time you watched Blazing Saddles?
1: Uh, no, it'll be a long, long time ago. It's That'd so long around. ago that I
0: haven't even rated it on IMDb yet. Okay, I, I don't. I, let's, we should, we, we, what we should do is, you and me, we'll have some beers and watch, watch, uh, watch uh, Blazing Saddles, and we'll we'll do like a, a, a director's cut. We'll, we'll 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 do a do a do a pod along as as we watch. Uh, Love it. Um, blazing saddles until next week guys gals out there I'll see you next week Glenn I'll see you next week looking forward to it thanks for being here everyone take care Team Superdad out bye
1: this has been Team Superdad find us at teamsuperdad.com join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children you are not alone You're on Team Superdad.